BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to BeastNet Podcast. And this is Lisa. And today we're talking with Erica Boggan again. And you seem to just be a regular on the show right now. <laughs> I am. I love it. I love my BeastNet family. Um, <laughs> so you've had a lot of stuff going on recently. Uh, you did the Scenic City, um, was it the Triad? Med Run, yep. Med Run, yep. Yeah, well, it was a Triad weekend. So, But yeah. I only did the Wicked Trail and the Mud Run. And awesome. everybody else did the endo challenge. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? How was the trail and the mud run? It was amazing. So um, the Wicked Trail was actually the first time I've ever done a night race. So I was super, super excited about that. Um, I loved being in the woods and not really seeing where we were going. I just think it like added a whole nother level to any kind of OCR. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed that. I, I wish that we had like an OCR that wasn't a like, or an OCR that was a, a a night race and not just a trail. Um, You know what I meant. I do. (laughs) I totally Um, (laughs) Yeah, That was so much fun. And of course, Scenic City. So this is my second year doing the Scenic City Mud Run. Um, And it was a blast just like it was last year. Um, This year, I think it was even more challenging than it was that last year. And we had perfect weather conditions and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. I, I got to do quite a bit of the obstacles independently, which is always really, really welcomed, like from my side of things. Like I like to be able to do as much of the obstacles independently as I can um, awesome. with, without using my legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a blast. That's so do you like the beast net? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and more at Beastnet Pod. My internet's just really unstable right now, and I have no idea what's going on. Do you guys have storms or something coming through? No, I just have really bad internet where I live. <laughs> well, so do I. I always blame it on people. Are like, are you getting a storm? And I'm like, no, it's just spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start using that. Yeah, it's just kind of like wobbling in and out thing. Anyways, so what are you guys doing up at headquarters for more hearts and scars? So we've actually been really working over the course of, it'll be gosh, a year in January. That's crazy. Um, since we had our, um, I guess our, our moment of fame on, <laughs> on returning the favor with Mike Rowe, um, yeah. we have had a lot of different projects going on at headquarters just trying to make the whole property as accessible as possible, um, as well as a place of like wholehearted healing for anybody and everybody. You know, we've talked so many times before on this podcast about how, you know, every single person that's a part of More Heart Than Scars has some type of limitation, some type of disability. Um, I am the one that's extremely different and mine is extremely visible. Um yeah but everybody else has more invisible scars. And so we've had this vision of turning headquarters, which is actually Zach's house into a a wellness retreat. And we're basically like people can just come and get loved on. And, um, you know, we have massage therapists and I'm a life coach. And, um, I, I, 
so attest to Zach and Lauren, his partner and being just, they're just healers in so many ways. I mean, spiritually, physically, um, emotionally, and our tribe, just the way we come together and, and share love and, and share space together is so tremendously healing. And so that's what the vision is, you know, um, taking it at another level um, from just being OCR and, and yeah. doing what we do for mental health awareness and suicide prevention out on the course, um, you know, making a, a permanent place space where people can come when they're lost and when they feel like they don't belong and, um, they feel like, you know, they're, they're just done with life. They have a safe space to come where literally, like I said, we, we have a lot of laugh. We have a lot of love. Um, and we just enjoy being with each other and sharing space and also holding space for each other. Um, and just because we are more heart than scars and we're a bunch of Spartans and, and OCR addicts, um, we've also been working on building um, a trail, which we were actually able to use this last weekend when we joined um, actually some of you guys. Um, I know Dawn was out um, doing yes. for, uh, we did the Sober Spartans 5K. Yes. And uh um, absolutely had a blast. And it was the first time that we were actually able to use the like mini course that, um, everybody, the team has been really working hard, especially Zach and Lauren, um, and Aaron and Joey. I mean, everybody's put a lot of work in, um, to making this course to where when something like the pandemic happens and all of the races are canceled and, or adaptive athletes are told that we can't come race. We have a place where we can still take people of all different abilities, um, both, you know, invisible, invisible scars. We can take them out in course. We have the rig that was gifted to us through uh, Mike yes. Brown returning the favor. Yeah. And so that gives us, we've got a big tire for a tire flip. We've got a huge rig that's got a cargo net and ropes and inverted and regular monkey bars and uh, just really, really cool stuff where we've made our own little mini Spartan course. And uh, yeah, we just had an absolute blast going through that this weekend. Um, awesome. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. It looked like you had a pretty good uh, little turnout too for people for the yes. Silver Spartans 5K. I saw the pictures. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm. We ended up having like a tremendous, um, you know, with doing it virtually and, and everybody kind of being scattered across the country. Um, we still had a, a really nice crowd, you know, doing this with us. And it was really cool because they had like Zoom check-in, like Zoom meetings, like where we could all check in and actually see each other on video. And um, we also had a really cool group chat that somebody started on, on Facebook Messenger, where after we were all done, we were able to like share each other's videos and pictures and um, like kind of celebrate together what we accomplished and and again, just reiterating what we were doing it for. And that was for people, like so many people that are in recovery and, um, and, or people who need recovery and might be afraid to take that step towards courage, um, or with courage and, uh, you know, just being able to, um, be, be that voice for so many people and, um, honor those who have been in recovery. I mean, our own leader, Zach has, um, um, just think just hit, like, I think it was like 33 years sobriety, um, the day before we did this. So, um, you know, there's so many in the community. Yeah. That's incredible that he's 
has that many years sober behind him. And especially dealing with all of us and like (laughs) taking on all of our crap. Exactly. He's got such a big loving heart. It's so incredible. Um, I know Don is a a little ways into his uh, sobriety too. And it's so awesome to see people start turning their lives around. Um, I know that it's not an easy thing to do. I've seen a lot of people have to, you know, they're fighting their way out of it. And any kind of support you can get is absolutely amazing and helpful too, because I think sometimes you feel kind of alone. At least that's what it seems like when I talk to people, they just feel alone. Um, Absolutely. So it was really cool because we actually had, we had a, two kind of newbies to the whole, um, you know, race and uh, more heart than scars, Spartan kind of community. Um, we had uh, Ethan out with us, which we've, we've known Ethan for quite some time, but Ethan typically comes and helps and does a lot of projects around the headquarters and that kind yeah. of stuff. But he doesn't really do a lot of the races or anything like that. And um, he's actually newly into his journey of sobriety. And, um, it was really, really awesome seeing him get out and do this without having any kind of training. And, um, I mean, literally just like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to go out and um, we're going to have a lot of fun. And it's really cool seeing him out there. And we also had another really special guest. We had, um, Zach's 10 year old daughter, Snow Lily, um, actually did the 5k with us as well. And, um, I was so incredibly proud of her. Um, she was a trooper, you know, she even got on the rig with us and, uh, did the entire 5k. And actually, I think we probably went a little bit over that. Um, but she, she was, uh, one of my side chicks. Like, so she helped, uh, pull me up the hill. She was one of the people on the ropes and it was really, really cool to, to have her, you know, somebody so young. Um, but so willing, she kept saying like, Erica, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you, you know? And, uh, yeah, just having her out there with me is her and I have a special little bond anyway. And, uh, having her out there with us on our, on our course was just really, really cool. That is so awesome. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. What else do you got coming down the line with, you know, OCRs and otherwise? As of right now, so since since the um, Celtic Warrior Challenge got kind of, uh, got, postponed because of hurricane delta we definitely didn't want to take any chances you know they had to keep everybody safe and so we had to postpone that um and i believe that they're looking um at some dates in november um i think closer to thanksgiving like around the 21st ish i believe um to do the celtic warrior challenge i personally won't be doing it unless it's in like central or southern florida i'm not going (laughs) Um, I can't take the chance of my body getting cold and me getting hypothermic and, um, you know, yeah, it getting kind of yucky and scary out there. It's just not worth it. Um, but like I said, I do know that there is a group of our team that is still going to go out there and really represent more heart than scars and and no excuses. Um, and then they're going to have a second, um, Celtic warrior challenge in March. 
And um, that one is definitely on my radar. Well, obviously, because it's earlier in the year, we're going to play it by ear and just kind of watch the weather the closer it gets to that time of year. I used to live in Biloxi, Mississippi, and um, usually by mid to late March, early April, it's starting to get warm in like the high 60s, you know, low 70s. Um, And Meridian's a little bit north of of where I used to live in Biloxi or in in Mississippi, but um, I do know that it might be a possibility that it'll be warm enough for me to go, okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so that one will probably be my next one unless something else pops up. Um, but with it getting close to the holidays and stuff, I'm also a little bit leery. I don't necessarily want to travel too far from home. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we've got that going on and just more building. And, you know, we always have a bunch of loose ends at headquarters and we always have work that needs to be done. And so, um, yeah, we're so grateful for all of our team that comes in from like everywhere. And when I say everywhere, like we've had Aaron Frank who has driven now two times in the last like month and a half up here to North Carolina from like central Florida um, to help, you know, just do service projects and stuff. One was actually here on my personal house. Um, he like came up here and like led the group and in, like installing new flooring in my house so that it was um, a little bit easier for me. Um, as far as, you know, pushing and, um, being able to take care of the floor, it's really, really hard to vacuum in a wheelchair. <laughs> and I did oh. it for a long, long time. I'm really thankful that I don't have to do it anymore. I just have to pick up a Swiffer and <laughs> it was good. That so makes it a lot easier. appreciate it. <laughs> so, oh. um, but yeah, he's come up here, like him and his girlfriend, Sarah, have come up here twice now. Like, like I said, and like the time span of like a month um, driven, I think it's like something crazy, like 14 hours. Um, but that's literally like the epitome of the people that make up this tribe and this team. Um, it's, it's amazing. You know, we all talk about when we were together this last weekend, um, at headquarters, we, uh, the last night we were together Saturday after we did the 5k, we all had uh, sat down at the table and had dinner together. And uh, we started off before we started eating, doing just gratitude um, for the weekend and for each other. And I mean, I think it was probably out of everybody's mouth. The very first thing was like, I'm just so thankful for this chosen family and, um, you know, a, a safe place that we can all come and just be ourselves. Yeah. And um, we have so much fun together. Like we laugh more than anything. And uh it's just, it's just a, a beautiful place to be with your tribe, right? You know, of course. Yes. We're so yes. blessed. We're so blessed. And, um, I, you know, as the recipient of a lot of what more hearts and scars stands for, um, being like the adaptive athlete, yeah. um, my cup like overflows because of these people. Like, yeah, they're, they're definitely my chosen family. Totally I love them. Totally understand. Totally understand. <laughs> And I get to lay out the mud with them. So right, (laughs) that's how it is with um, like the BeastNet family, and you know the people that are included in that. Like it's family. Um, I know Mike went down and did a race in Bend, Oregon, over the weekend. And one of his posts, he's like, "I am." He goes, "I didn't realize how much I missed." my race family until I got to see people I haven't seen in almost a year. And it's so true. Like I, it'll be over a year before I see most of the race family. And it's just, it's hard because 
you know, you miss them. It's your tribe. It's your chosen family. And well, and I think it's like the reset button for all of us. When we yes. go and do these races, it's like, okay, yep. I needed that. You know, I know a lot yeah. of times with me, like my, uh, sorry, the cat just almost knocked over the tripod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I had good hands though. I you did back. have good hands. <laughs> um, I, uh, he's, uh, He's a little <laughs> rascal. Anyway, <laughs> um, I know for me, um, it's sometimes um, a struggle for me leading up to a race to keep myself in the, the mind frame of going. I will find every excuse not to go sometimes. And it's usually my anxiety. Yeah. And um, a lot of times it's it's not even anything rational that I'm anxious about, but my, my PTSD, I mean, just everything like kicks in and I'll try to talk myself out of doing a race sometimes up for like a month leading up to the race. I'll like try to talk myself out of it. Like I'm not, I don't need to do this, you know, financially my vehicle, like something always is going to happen. And I'm like, no, like it's a good idea not to. And then when I finally go like push myself and I'm like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm I've committed. I'm going talk myself back into it. And I go and I come home and like, I'm doing my gratitude journal the first night that I'm back home. And like, literally my cup is overflowing and I have like a whole page of things that I'm, that I'm grateful for <laughs> rather than just like the three that I normally do, the three to five that I normally yeah. do, you know, like my whole page is filled up with all of these things and, and all of these reasons why I'm so glad that I went and that I, I pushed past those demons and um, made myself be accountable and go, yes. um, you know, and then the times where something legitimately has happened and I can't go for whatever reason, logistically, um, I feel it, you know, like when Celtic warrior challenge got canceled as much as I understood and totally agreed with all of the reasons why we postponed it and we didn't have it on my birthday weekend. I know. Um, I was crushed. And the only thing that kept me from kind of spiraling down into like a depression was knowing that I had the weekend up at headquarters, like very shortly after I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to get out there and be with everybody. And I think that's more of what it is for me is don't get me wrong. I love the races. I love the obstacles even more than the races. But for me, that the most important part is just being with my people. Yeah. And I think that holds true for a lot of us that are involved in the OCR world. You know, it's. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. And I think that's, um, that's one of the reasons I just love obstacle course racing. It's that's part of the reason too, is you meet your chosen family and it's your cup is, like you said, cups full and overflowing after a race like you might be on empty when you get there but once you're completed oh, yeah. it's you're like empty oh. and in pain and like <laughs> yes. why did I do this when's the next one you know <laughs> yes um it's so great to like it's that family it's that it's the being with just the teams and the festivals it's all of that um I'm very much ready for next year. Um, oh, girl, me too. But I'm like <laughs> leery. I'm seriously leery. Like, and COVID is crazy because here just in the last probably couple of days, I've been just like reflecting on this past year and how I can see I my anxiety at times gets like bad when I think of what's to come. And I think just because there's still so much uncertainty 
Like yes. I was just scrolling this morning, like the news channel. Cause I had like the news thing, like app or whatever on my yeah. iPhone. And, um, I just was kind of scrolling and there was like a national geographic like article. And it was about like what we could be looking at for 2021 and that possibly we won't see a lot of relief or change until 2022. And like, it just takes my breath away and makes me so like anxious and nauseous and angry and like, no, please. Like we can't have another year at least without being able to race, you know? Yeah. Um, and being an adaptive athlete and, and, you know, looking back now through this last year and, you know, at one point being told, well, other athletes were able to go race that I wasn't allowed to because I was an adaptive athlete and they couldn't social distance from me gives me anxiety for the next year. Like you guys might be able to race, but I might not be able to, you know? And um, yeah, it's just, it's, so I just try to like focus and, and remember, like, again, we have this amazing space and, and property up here in at, at headquarters in North Carolina. Um, and that is the main purpose why Zach and everybody really wanted to do that and actually build a trail here at home is just in case this happens again, you know, kind of changing the subject a little bit and talking about Silver Spartan. So um, I've never personally, I didn't deal with addiction. I have people in my family who have dealt with addiction. I have people in my chosen family who are recovering addicts um, and countless friends. Um, But just like with the suicide rate and, and mental, um, mental illnesses and stuff, kind of everything like doubling and tripling, like statistically because of COVID and everything that's happening. Um, doing this for sober Spartans and being able to be a part of that and something that was like a lot bigger than me and that I was doing for other people, um, to bring awareness to other people, um, was, I think, I feel like it was even more important that they set that sober Spartan set that up because right now, like the addiction rate and, um, the relapse rate are also doubling and tripling, um, across the country. And I'm sure probably across the world, you know, um, because of COVID. So to be able to do something, um, even though it wasn't like a, you know, a a Spartan or a tough matter or, you know, something like that, being able to know that we have a space to bring people who are struggling, um, and, and help them through OCR, even if we're not allowed to have an actual OCR um, is, is super, super exciting and and super important. And it's kind of like one of those things where it like helps relieve that anxiety is like, okay, might not be able to do a Spartan, but (laughs) yes, exactly. People will come together up at headquarters and take me through the woods and let me play in the mud. (laughs) (laughs) I miss that. I miss playing in the mud. I know that Dawn and Mike, there's a few things coming up that we're going to get together and do together as, you know, BeastNet and, you know, our small little chosen family up here and starting to get more involved with that. I'm still not a fan of the virtual races, but I'll do it if it means I can, if I, if it means I can get to be with my family, even if I don't sign up for it, at least I can go support and participate in it for a little while. And absolutely. Yeah. You know, you get that, that time with the people that you miss and can connect with. I'm, I'm like you, I'm a, I don't really have anxiety for next year. I think it's just more cautiously optimistic because yeah. 
I don't want to get my hopes up just to have them dashed away again because you know, right. <laughs> because everything suddenly gets canceled again. So I'm hoping that fingers crossed that next year is better. And it's not just because of, you know, not just for racing, I'm seeing, you know, it's like you said, the addiction and the mental health and the relapses. Yeah. And our kids, young Um, people. Yeah. Yeah. um, My, my boss is the assistant JV coach for one of the local high schools and, you know, they're doing everything they can to keep their athletes, you know, moving and functioning. And, you know, so many parents are saying, well, my kid's just not doing well and they're struggling. And it's like, yeah, because their social, their whole social life that they know, it's been taken away. And, you know, even with like the high schools and the elementary schools, that's how your kids socialize. Like you have that and them not having that's really difficult. It's hard to see because I'm seeing it affecting so many and that's yeah. why I'm cautiously optimistic the next year's better. Just so our kids and, you know, our friends and family who are suffering, you know, from. Absolutely. It's funny because usually like I'm very rarely am I ever pessimistic about anything. I'm usually like the positive Patty, like, oh, well, <laughs> well, we can do this, you know, but when it comes to COVID, I'm, I'm very, very cautious. I'm very cautious because there's been so many times where I was that positive person and like trying to hold everybody up. And then we're just like a bombshell is dropped, you know? And, um, you know, I remember like, we were just talking about, um, me being an adaptive athlete and not being able to race, you know, going back to like the Jacksonville Spartan, like I was already in Jacksonville and was told, no, you can't race. So, um, yeah, like it's just things like that where I'm, I am very, like you said, cautiously optimistic, <laughs> but also preparing myself like mentally for, okay, like if, if, if this doesn't just blow over into 2021 and let's say we had to go six, seven more months of this into the new year, yeah. um, having a plan of action so that, yeah. um, you know, any bouts of, of depression or, or even people who are in recovery, relapsing, like things like that. Like, I think uh, having a plan for your tribe, you know, yes. um, we, I also, I have a, a group of friends. So, um, my like nine to five job besides like life coaching and mentoring and speaking. Um, I also contract in the disability community for, um, some durable medical equipment manufacturers. And so typically in a normal year, we're out on the road, like we're traveling, we're going to different, um, uh, trade shows and, um, exhibiting products. And we have like a road family, you know, very similar to our Spartan families and um, our race families. And, uh, we actually, all of us, um, there's, there's three of us that are really, really close and typically travel together all the time. And, um, we have a weekly check-in. So like every Wednesday, um, afternoon we do, we have a group text like chain and we're like, Hey, mental health check-in. How are you guys holding up? Does anybody need anything? Do we need to have a phone call? Yeah. You know, um, just really, really checking on everybody on each other and just making sure that if one of us is struggling, we're reaching out and they know, you know, yeah. sometimes they won't reach out if they're struggling, but yeah. if we reach out to them, then we get a response and we know all as well. We opened up that door, you know, yeah. um, I think like that's what 2020 has taught me is like, check on your friends, 
Like yes. we all need to check on each other more. Yeah. You know? Fully agree. I find myself at least once a week, once every couple of weeks, you know, I reach out to the people that, you know, one, I don't get to see very often Two, you know, you kind of pay attention to their posts on social media Oh yeah, and you can kind of know when something's going on. And even if, you know, they're not ready to say anything, it's still that reaching out and being like, Hey, are you okay? How you doing? Um, here. Yeah. Audra and I, and even with, uh, Jody and another friend, you know, race family friend, um, if we message each other and we ask how we're doing and we just say, Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. No, well, those are not acceptable answers. Like if we ask how you're doing, you have to be honest and say, this is what's going on. Because if it's just the, I'm good. Okay. I'm calling you on your BS right now. You're not good. So Yes. Well, I think it's the similar <laughs> you and I, we have yeah. weekly calls and I know yeah. when you're not just by your response, I yeah. know I'm like, oh, what's going on? You know, exactly. like, but I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to have a tribe like that. And, yeah. and, you know, gosh, like, like you and I live on totally opposite coasts of the country. Yes. Um, so just, it, it is just a test to the fact that like, it doesn't take much to just reach out. No, and, it doesn't um, check on each other. You know, yeah, and I think you have a really good point. Like, if you know, we don't know what's gonna what the next year is gonna bring. So, within your tribe, within your group of friends, even your family, like, set up a plan. If you have to do multiple group chats, then you have those multiple group chats so that you can yeah. check in, so that you can make sure everybody's okay. Because you know, we live on opposite coasts, and you know, we might have friends who are everybody, everyone's everywhere. We're so everywhere. Ha- yeah. Yeah. So having that check-in to be like, okay, how you doing? And, you know, traveling's a little difficult right now, but you know, if you're able to travel, plan meetups, plan times where you yes. can meet those families, you know, within the guidelines. Um, right. <laughs> but you, that's just what you need to do so that you can have that your so your cup can be filled. If it's not racing, then it's not racing, but we still have to fill our cups in some way, shape, or form. And like you said, having a game plan for that, I think is what we all need to kind of start looking towards just in case. Mm-hmm. Just in yes, case. absolutely. It's so funny because you know, with more heart than scars, when we had this vision of doing turning the headquarters into like a retreat, like a safe space for people to come. So they actually part with um, partially with some of the money and even donations that come in towards us. They have a huge building that's now like a bunkhouse that has electricity in it and it's going to be heated and air conditioned. And actually we just had people sleep in it this last weekend when we were all together. Um, But when we first started having this vision of having this space, COVID wasn't even known yet. Like we didn't even know what it was. Yeah. And so it's just really, really, um, it's, it's, it's a really, I can't think of the word. Um, it's a really cool thing to see how it was like, a we already had this happening and we already had this idea and then COVID hit and now it's all making sense. Yes. And we're like, okay, this just reaffirmed like, all right, universe, we hear you. Like this just reaffirmed that we're yes. doing what we need to be doing. Yes. Um, you know, because now I think that everybody's eyes are really open to like anything's possible. 
Yeah. I know when they first started talking about a pandemic with COVID and all that, like, I know I was one of the people that was like, yeah, right. This will blow over. Like, it's not even going to be that big of a deal. (laughs) Remember H1N1? Like that went away, you know, Um, just not thinking. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Months, years, 365 million days into it, it seems like. Um, Right. (laughs) You know, and I think that's something like, you know, reaching out, checking your friends and stuff is really helpful. But I think we need to remind people within even like the OCR community and, you know, whatever groups and stuff that you're in, we got to really start showing people some kindness. Like, you know, we got to drop our attitudes, drop our opinions. You know, you're going to have people on all both sides of the spectrum, but the bottom line is we're all human and we need to show some humanity and some kindness and gratefulness towards each other. And it would be really nice to see that start happening more and more within the groups. And I hope so. I think back like over my lifetime. So I just turned 40 and I think about like all of our big, like Things have happened throughout my lifetime, you know, for like the first desert storm, second desert storm, 9-11. And it's like through all of in the midst of the darkest times in our history as a country of peoples, when we've come together and we've shown out and shown up for each other in such amazing ways. Like I get chill bumps thinking about it. And I hope that when all is said and done and all of the politics aside and the different beliefs and whatever. I hope that as a whole, the majority came together to, to help each other. Like I remember in the beginning of all of this, I'm sure you do too, like the hashtag, like in this together, you know? Yes. Um, and I, I've seen a lot of that. I know here in my state, but I've, I feel like, um, and, and it could just, I'm sure that the media has played a huge part in it too, where it's like, I feel like we hear more about the bad than we yes. do the good. And, and I hope that, you know, when, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, when our kids reflect back on this, or even when we reflect back on this, that we can see the acts of kindness and the way that we as a people, as a country, like came together more than separated from each other. You know what I mean? Like, I I really hope. I do. I I, I wish that we could start seeing more of that now. It's like you said, you know, during like desert storm during you know 9-11 is like the biggest Uh, one like we weren't divided during that time like everybody was the same I remember that was probably when I started my addiction for like hugging strangers and that was literally like the fall before I got paralyzed and I remember when 9-11 happened just randomly hugging people that I didn't know and like I don't know. Like, I feel like that's what we need more of now. Yeah. You know, it is. I completely agree with you. And it's just, I don't know what it would take. Maybe it's just the elections and all that hoopla to be ending, but we've coming together as a nation fully is what we really need. But you know, the media and not just like the news, like social media is even playing a oh huge my God, role in it. Social media. <laughs> and you can really see it happening. And I'm just like, wow, what happened to us? Like, I get it with the younger generations. Like they've grown up with their cell phones, with the internet, with social media. But I'm like, okay, what happened to the rest of us? Like we grew up drinking out generation of the Generation Xers. We're the last yes. generation. Like we're older than Google. like what happened to our abilities to socialize you know face to face over the phone and 
Well, and agree to disagree on things. Exactly. Like each other. It just, it's like, it's non-existent and I'm seeing it like it's across all the generations. I'm like, wow, peeps, like social media hasn't been good for us and it's starting to show, Um, you know, there's good and bad sides to both of it. But I think, you know, it's like you said, we got to come together and show more kindness and more grace towards each other. And I think that needs to be very prominent within the race community and all the hundreds and thousands of different like OCR groups and the teams, like there's enough division as it is. And we need to show people that we can unite. And even if it starts in OCRs, then it starts in the OCR community and we need to step up and start doing that. I think that that it actually, you know, it, it already is, you know, like I look at like what we just did with Silver Spartans and yeah. we had like groups from all different teams come together yeah. and, uh, yeah, I think that there's already a little of that going on. I think that it just needs to catch on and become contagious. Like we yeah. need to start blasting it all over. Like, look at us. Like we are <laughs> all came from different walks of life, different political beliefs, different religions, different everything. Yeah. And yet exactly. we still all came together for one greater purpose that was like bigger than ourselves, you know? Yeah, and- it's definitely a momentum that we just, it, the ball needs to just keep growing and building and building. And it would be so great to see. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't, I never fathomed this year would be the way it is. Like, girl, me neither. <laughs> you know, it just, it's like, I, I'm probably so jinxing this right now. I'm knocking on wood, but every month since this started, there's been something major happening, you know, whether it's murder hornets or, you know, the masks yes. or, and I'm like, Hurricanes. Yes. The whole was like double hurricanes. Like right? what is going on? And I like my whole family's from Florida. So like I'm a hurricane girl. Yeah. Like, what is this? We're getting like back to back hurricanes now. Like this is crazy. Yeah. The whole <laughs> West Coast was on fire last month. Right. Like, oh I'm yeah. Like, I was sitting yeah. at work today and I was like, so I might be jinxing us right now, but isn't October slightly quiet? My boss is like, maybe for you. And I'm like, I'm talking about what's going on in the world. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing. I think thing there's fires or- in Colorado right now. <laughs> there is. I think there's still some fires going on, but it's not like. Not like it was. Yeah. It's not consuming everything. Where did you go? <laughs> Sorry. I hear Paul coming in. It might. <laughs> So, um, here in North Carolina, the kids went back to school today. Um, but we, so my daughter's a senior and we had the option to stay virtual and we didn't stay virtual because we're afraid of COVID. We actually stayed virtual because she just works better that way. Yeah. She's a senior. She's over the whole social part. She just wants to get her stuff done and get out of high school and go to college. (laughs) So we stayed virtual, but they call us. If I got like 10 cents for every call that I got from the school district or the school itself with updates and uh, alerts and guidelines, like I would be really well financially in the last month. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But no, they, they, they were calling and because I'm doing this on my phone, it rang through. So that was my fault. <laughs> no, no fault there. Um, yeah, it's never fathomed anything like this ever happening. You know, stuff happens. I'm using, you know, it, it's life. But right. this to have an effect 
globally was just like, what the heck is going on? And so <sighs> cautiously optimistic for next year. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am like going to be one of those, like, I know. And, and it's funny because I know not to do that, like not to think negatively, but I'm like, you know what? The optimism wasn't pulling through for me when it came to the <laughs> pandemic. So I'm going to be realistic. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know, it's not it's about not, being negative. It's being realistic. <laughs> exactly. And I think everybody was like pretty optimistic from the get-go and now everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> what's going on? Um, but- I do your thing all the time where I'll be listening to that. I laugh in my head. I hear Lisa in my head almost daily. I'll be listening to something on the local news and I'll go, nope, 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 nope. That's a nope. <laughs> <laughs> I do that constantly. I love it. It makes me laugh. I always hear you in the back of my head. I'm like, yep, that's a nope. <laughs> yep. It's a nope, nope. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know, it's been such a crazy year, but I'm glad to see people are are starting to reach out and be a part of, you know, even if they're small groups with each other, you know, you gotta be careful and cautious. And if you don't feel comfortable, then don't do it. But I can't imagine the toll it's going to take on everybody in the long run. And that's, I think my biggest fear Yeah, is that long run, how it's going to be affected and, um, I was talking, I was emailing with my daughter's counselor yesterday and she's like, well, this is the new reality. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not the new reality. This is something to get us through until the kids can go back to school because I'm not going to say it's the new reality. This is a, this is a halftime before they can go back to school. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. You know, and the the flip side with, with the racing and all of that, what's been really cool is to see the creativeness of people and the way that people have made their own. I've even seen people do it like indoors, like find like their own obstacles inside their house. And it's been really cool to see people like get out and be creative and find other ways. And I've seen a lot of people, especially like in our Spartan groups on Facebook, I've seen a lot of people who have really gotten their kids involved. Um, you know, and I told you we had, we had Zach and Wendy's daughter out with us. Um, but she normally would not have been on course with us because of her age. She's only 10. And this gave her, um, you know, she, she does the Spartan kids races, but she doesn't yes. get to go out with us. Yeah. And so um, it gave her an opportunity to kind of go out and, and be on course with us, with the big yes. team. And um, yeah, it's just been really cool to see like people getting creative. I'm kind of like you. I don't really like doing the virtual race stuff. Um, only because most of the time that means I would be doing it by myself and I'm just not motivated to do it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I am. Uh, But, you know, I've always been willing to make the drive. Like I have to drive no matter where I go. So, me too. um, you know, I'll make the drive to go an hour and a half, two hours to Seattle or that area to do something with my family. I may not you know, be registered for the event, but I'll go and I'll do the walk or the run. Well, the, the walking, cause yeah. I, I don't run right now. Um, That's kind of what we do, <laughs> but I'll go be a part of that just so that, you know, I get that social interaction and I can well, be, we're moving. Get us yeah. moving. Yeah. Know? And I'm almost like I'm in a race with my family. So it, it's, it's, it's something. And uh, we're not chasing podiums, but no, we're still out there and exactly. we're still together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a podium chaser. I'm a me neither. 
I'm just, let me, let me be in the open heat and cheer everybody on and I'll I'll be really happy. Um, Yes. Yes. You know, that's, I have, I had a goal this year. Um, I really wanted to do the Dallas ultra beast. Um, (laughs) And well, that didn't happen, but that was, that's kind of tentatively my goal next year is to do that. I've really wanted to do it since I was in Dallas two years ago. And I like that course and the terrain. So fingers crossed that can happen. Um, Absolutely. It was kind of funny. My boss actually asked me today, he's like, are you not going to be here Friday and Monday? And I just kind of looked at him like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's on the calendar. I'm like, Oh, I forgot to take that off. Yeah. I'm not flying to Dallas doc. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's like, I'll be here. He's like, Oh, that's right. I'm like, yeah. Did you forget that 90% of my trips and vacations (laughs) usually revolve around a race? He's like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I know. So my big thing for 2020 was supposed to be Kilimanjaro and, um, it's funny because the weekend that we were doing and um, the scenic city, you know, the triad of races yeah. um, for Phoenix city mud run was actually, we were supposed to be boarding planes in New York city to head to Tanzania. Oh, and so we're all getting these updates on our phones, like, you know, boarding planes supposed to be boarding <laughs> plane. And we're like, no, we're supposed to be on our way to Africa right now. And oh. um, so that's going to be like, going, Oh, and I was supposed to do world championships this year as well. Um, I was actually, I believe, um, the only adaptive female, possibly the only adaptive athlete that was participating in, um, world championships this year. And, um, it's not happening now. So next year for 2021, um, already, you know, Kilimanjaro has been rescheduled for September of 2021. Um, almost, I think almost the exact dates is what is it was supposed to be this year. Um, so I'm just like, like pushing forward, like, with hope that with hope. exactly that will happen. Yeah. Um, you know, that I, I keep, I do find the positives. And um, so like with Kilimanjaro, there was a couple people that really, really wanted to go, but didn't get the money in, in time. And then COVID hit. And so now they have extra time to save up some money. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. So like my, one of my best friends slash videographer, um, Jamar, he's always usually with me out on course. Like that's who gets all the really awesome, like video shots and stuff of what we do. Um, he'll most likely be able to come with us now. Um, just because we have a little bit more time for him to make the payments and even save up the money to do it. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I have more time to train. I've had more time for my shoulder to heal so that I can train. Um, cause I was, uh, I don't know if you remember, I think it was like a couple episodes back that we did. I don't know if it was with you or Don, but I was, I was rolling with a torn rotator cuff and, um, from like Asheville last year. So like last <laughs> July or August. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. um, I had to, I've had to kind of put CrossFit, um, to the side, like on the shelf for a little while, which makes me sad and it gets to me at times, but, um, you know, I have my gym here at home, yeah. so I still go out. Well, you know, every morning, <laughs> every morning, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'm still training just not as intensively as I was, but this has definitely given my body some extra time to be able to heal. Yeah. So I can get back to like my full strength and like come back with a vengeance for Kilimanjaro and even worlds next year. Awesome. Super exciting. Yeah. So I, I keep trying to find 
the little glimpses of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of positives <laughs> and all of this, you know, I've had lots of extra time with my kids. I've, I've been able to really, really get my coaching practice going yes. and um, spend even more extra time with my clients, which is pretty awesome. I can allow my sessions to go over, which is nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So That's- there's been some good stuff. That's kind of how it's been for me too. Um, for the last like six years, I've been on the go, constantly on the go with racing and, you know, something almost every weekend, every other weekend. And this has kind of allowed me to slow down and pause and it's given my daughter. Yeah. My daughter and I've gotten time together and have gotten closer and we're able to like work through things a little bit better. And she's got, had some stuff going on. Um, and you know, like you, like we had a trip to Hawaii planned and. Oh, know, that's right. I was right about to, it until you mentioned it. Yeah. We had to cancel that. And that was, that sucked. It was really hard. And then like the day before, like, you know, with you with Kilimanjaro, I was getting emails like your plane's on time. Yes. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> but right. you know, we're planning on next year going to Hawaii, but I think we're going to do it, you know, the Spartan weekend. I don't think we're gonna do well, I don't know. Oh, that. I would love I don't, to be able to manifest enough money to do that. Oh my right. gosh. I don't know if my daughter's gonna do the trifecta weekend, but you know, I know that like Mike goes and Jody goes. There's like a group, big group of us over here that goes. I'm like, you know, you guys might be pulling me in my wheelie chair if I can manifest enough money to get out yes! there. Hold <laughs> down for that. Um, so, you know, I have a good friend. She moved over there and her and I have been talking and it'll give us a chance to meet up with her. And I think we're going to extend the trip a little bit because there's a couple colleges my daughter's looking at. And so, you know, it, it's a bummer that we couldn't go, but on the same side, you know, I can see the flip side of it. And, you know, it reminds me. There's always things working in the background, right? Exactly. And, you know, it reminded like um, Audra and I, we this year, like Labor Day weekend, we had different things planned. And she's like, yeah, that's the last week time that happens. She goes, Labor Day weekend is our family weekend for us. And I'm like, totally down for that. So yes. it reminds you for the things that, you know, you want to change and the traditions that you want to keep up. So, you know, it's that year to slow down and reflect. And I know that's what I've been doing. I'm just now starting to get more physically active, but I've done a lot of inner self work this year and I have a feeling there's a lot of us that are doing that same thing and just getting stronger, um, with ourselves and our own, you know, self and our, homes and our, yeah, yes. absolutely. So, absolutely. you know, this year has been a blessing and a curse, I think both at the same time and you, oh, can, yeah. <laughs> you can either look at it in a negative Nancy, you know, Eeyore kind of thing. Oh, or positive Patty. Exactly. Or be the positive Patty about it. And I think I'd rather be the positive Patty with a sprinkle of reality dashed into it. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I think that is it. You know, like I, like I, we were just talking about a little while ago, like I'm usually like the most positive, like sometimes to where it's sickening. And um, I have learned that when it seems as if I'm being negative, I'm just talking about our reality and what's going on. It's just being realistic. Yes. You know, and and that's okay too. Yep. Uh, It's really interesting. I go to work and my boss will let us know everything that's going on. Cause we, I don't have to, I don't have to look anything up. My boss does all the research. He, you know, reads everything and it, it's uh, our receptionist is just like, or if you hear all the dogs barking, I have like three dogs in my house right now. 
I can hear him. It's okay. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. My, our receptionist like today, we were talking about stuff and she literally leaned back in her chair and she's just like, oh. you could just see she's like overwhelmed. And you know, it just, I disconnect when I come home. I don't pay attention to the news. I don't pay attention to Me anything. Too. Like, I think that's what you have to do. And I'm hoping people start doing that more and more is when you get home, disconnect. You know, watch 10 minutes of the news if you absolutely have to, but don't spend hours and hours doing it. If you feel like you have to connect with something, then connect with your family. Exactly. Connect with your kids. Like that's been like, you know, what it's been my mantra for a long time, like disconnect to reconnect, like just as a mom. But I mean, do that with all your people, you know, like, um, it is very easy to, um, scroll and um, allow our brains to have like that break from reality. Yes. Um, but do it in a productive way. Yes. You know, read something, educate your mind. Like I said, you know, reconnect with the people that matter most to you. Like there's so many other things that we could do that's productive. Clean out your house. You know, we all have some type of clutter, whether it's physical clutter or mental clutter. Clean it yeah. out. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I guess that's the biggest lesson of this year is that time to, like you said, disconnect to reconnect and you know, work on yourself. Like, yeah. um, there's a, I'm going to turn this other light on Lisa. It's starting to get no, dark. That's totally fine. Go and ahead. Sure you're not going to be able to see me. <laughs> Hang on just a second. Let's see if this helps. That helps a little That's bit. better. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, there's a TikTok creator that I follow tattoo artist. And he cracks me up. One of the things he says when people start, you know, trolling him and stuff, he's like, fix yourself. And I love that. (laughs) Fix yourself. And that's what you have to do. Like take this time to fix yourself. Like stop worrying about, you know, everything else and fix yourself. Stop worrying about everything that we can't control. Exactly. You can control yourself. And I think, um, you know, I know you and I have talked about it. I don't know that I've necessarily talked about it on the podcast before, but like my career as a motivator and a mentor and a life coach is all about like changing our response to what's happening in life. Right. Like, yes. Um, there's always, there's always two choices, two roads that we can take. Yes. And, um, I know for me, like I choose to respond to whatever's happening in the best way that I can. Thank you for coming on with no, you're, thank you for coming on and uh, yes. we'll see you again soon. I'll talk to you Thursday. Yay! Yay. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye, honey. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.